only here, right? Those of you who are visiting thought, whoa, that's surprising. Those of you who have been here a while are like, that's not that surprising. Uh, we are very thankful that you are here. A couple, a couple of things we're doing that we're very excited about that uh, we want to reemphasize tonight at 5.30. Um, we are going to um, have a Thanksgiving service here. Uh, there are a lot, of, a lot of people from the community have been invited. We are going to sing and um, talk about what we are thankful for. <coughs> and then uh, the second thing is we're putting together Christmas boxes for people who are in need. Uh, the people who, Terry Bird and Wendy Haddon do that for us. They, they work tirelessly to get that put together. So if you would like to donate to that, please see uh, Wendy or Terry Bird and, um, or Joyce and give, give your money to them. Now you can give it to me and I'll find who to give it to as well. But we, we, we need funds to do that. That's always sort of a donation thing and uh, it, it's, it's a good it's a good effort. Uh, we we donate. I don't know, Wendy. How many how many boxes did we put together last year? A hundred. A hundred hundred to elderly people, widows, shut-ins. We've been doing this for over thirty years. I've barely been. My heart's barely been doing this for over thirty years. Like it's. We're very very appreciative for them. Uh, this is some. This is a staple of the Mineral Springs Church of Christ. Is reaching out, helping. The, um, the widows, the widowers, the, those who are um, shut in, making, uh, letting them know that they are special to us, uh, and especially in this time, at this time of season. Uh, as you go to your homes, as you go um, to your parents' house, uh, as you um, eat turkey or turducken, um, you don't know what that is? Don't look it up. Uh, you'll want to try it. Uh, as you enjoy your family, some of these people you haven't seen for a year. You're probably going to hear a phrase, maybe, especially since you're in Arkansas. You might hear a phrase over and again, and I want you to count how many times you hear it over Thanksgiving. While people tell stories. They're back and forth. They'll tell stories. And they'll say, well, that boy just ain't right. Or, usually talking about me, yeah. When I, was, I heard that a lot as a kid. That boy ain't right. Um, I heard it this week, actually. Uh, then, but you'll also hear it about situations. You'll hear... Um, some, somebody, you'll, something will happen on the news or something will happen at the local school and they'll say, that's not right. That ain't right. And sometimes it's not even about it's wrong. It's just that's not the way things are supposed to be. That's usually what we mean. That's not, that what, that's not the way that boy is supposed to be. Now, sometimes I do unfair um, accents from the pulpit. Um, and, uh, but I will argue that anyone who's ever told me that I'm not right it has always said it like that. That boy ain't right. Like, it's always been like a real thick southern guy going, I'm not right about that boy. Uh, but there, but there, there's a lot.
lot of things in life that just aren't right. Like you, you, can't, you can't put a finger on it. You can't, you can't even explain it. You can't expound upon it. But you just know that's not the way things are supposed to be. You can actually watch this with kids. Uh, the things you have to explain to kids, the things they don't get instinctively, there's a lot of weird things kids pick up just as instinct. Like... Nolan, right now, can, you, you can show him a chihuahua, and he'll say dog, and then you'll, you'll show him like a, a Great Dane, or like one of those full-size poodles that are a little scary, and he'll say dog. Both of them. I haven't given him a class on all the different types of dogs. He just knows dogs when he sees them. It's just in him. It's weird. Uh, maybe not. Hey, you said Love Shack last week. You just stay right there. <laughs> Those of you who weren't here last week, go watch last week's sermon. It was perfect. You just have to watch it to that point and then move on. But like, like, there's just some things kids know instinctively. That they just know, they, they just have an instinct about it. But there's some things that they don't know. Like you'll have to tell those of you who have uh, felt the pain of divorce, those of you who have felt the pain of death with young children in the family, know that that's something you have to explain to them. Like they don't instinctively get a lot of the brokenness that's in this world. I would argue that's because we weren't created for death. That we weren't created to have our relationship severed. I would argue that ideally God's vision for the world was for unbrokenness. So when brokenness comes in, brokenness isn't in our DNA. It's something we learn. It's something we, ha- we, we have to wrap our heads around. And so when you're, you have to explain it to a child, and they'll say, well, that's not... Is that how things are supposed to be? No. That's not how things are supposed to be. Sometimes when you get to the point of uh, exhaustion in those moments when this isn't how the world's supposed to be. This is not how my life was supposed to be. This isn't right. Or that ain't right. You just have to drop to your knees. There's no way to explain it. There's no way to get out of it. There's no secret path. There's no, uh, there's no program. There's no steps. You just, I don't, the world's not right. My heart breaks for kids who don't have clean water to drink. Kids all over the world bathe and drink in the same water. They don't get education because they have to spend most of their day hiking back and forth to get water, water that's probably going to make them sick. There's companies that have like charity water. There's companies like World Vision who have decided we're going to fix, that ain't right. And we're going to start drilling wells in these towns. Charity Water is a fantastic organization in which they, they have this 
They'll allow you to give up your birthday, and instead of people getting you gifts, they donate money online, and then they'll they'll send you pictures of the well you helped build. They'll send you video of the people seeing water come out of the ground for the first time in their life. There's genocide and civil war. There's not just, it's not just like our mundane problems that aren't right. We, we have serious things in this world that are broken. Real people being persecuted. Real people being hurt. Real hurt. Real pain. We have real marriages that are suffering. We have real, uh, real people who, have, who are grieving. And it isn't right. It's not the way things were supposed to be. We're not supposed to have this death. We're not supposed to have this suffering. We're not supposed to be broken like this, but we are. I'm not supposed to be tempted or this. I'm not supposed to be this far away from God, but I am. I'm supposed to get to walk with him in the garden, but I'm not. It ain't right. It's not the way things are supposed to be. But it is the way things are. A lot of that Jesus tells a story about prayer. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. Okay, so real quick, to be a widow here in the U.S. means that you can be lonely. It means some very serious things. It can be hard. Being a widow in the U.S. is hard. Um, Now, in their day, though, you could be widowed in your mid-20s to early 30s. And then live out your life as a widow, um, not really even as, um, as someone's relative, just sort of as property you're supposed to take care of. So if your husband dies, you then you are, you are transferred to the nearest relative. And the nearest relative is going to take care of you, but if they're nice. If they're not all that nice, they may abuse you, they may um, take advantage of you, um, they may make you work, um, we'll say this, work the streets for their benefit, for money for them. There's so many ways that a widow could be taken advantage of in the first century. They could just be, they oftentimes, not oftentimes, sometimes they were sold into slavery to help pay off a debt. Like being a widow was hard and this widow has no social standing she has no um, wealth but she keeps coming to this unjust judge as he calls him or as we call him this widow comes and keeps saying grant me justice against my adversary now justice for us is tough um, justice when they say justice or when they say righteousness They're all connected. All those words are connected. And what it means is something isn't right and I would like you to make it right. So when 
when, God, when Jesus says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Um, he's not saying, blessed are those who really, really want to be good. Because, right, I mean, you, you know people who really, really want to be good and aren't good. Um, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness means, blessed are the people who are longing for things to be made right. Longing for justice. Blessed are those... For they will be filled. So when she's saying, I I need justice, she's saying there is something that is not right, and I would like the one who can make it right to make it right. And the judge, at first, for some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, even though I do not fear God or care what people think. That's how people talk to themselves. (laughs) You know, even though I'm ugly and no one likes me, (laughs) <laughs> Just, even, even though I, I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come, and the NIV here says come and attack me. That's not a good translation. Uh, so that well, she won't keep annoying me until I die. It's a hyperbole. Hyperbole. It's probably a hyperbole. Um, it's hyperbole of him saying she's, gonna, she's going to annoy me to death. The widow will not attack this judge. It won't happen. Um, And he's not worried about it. He's just worried about being annoyed over and again. So he's just going to give her what she wants and so she'll go away. We've messed this translation of this parable up. Not from the Greek to the English, but just reading it. Sometimes we'll stop here and we'll just say, see, be, be persistent with God. And eventually he'll give you what he wants. There's full books written on this. Here's how you pray. Pray a certain way. Pray in this, you know, have, have this certain angle. Say these certain words, you'll get money. Say these certain words, you'll get healed. Say these certain words, or, and do it enough. And God will give you what you want. God will make things right. As if the, the unjust judge, who is just impatient with the people coming to him, constantly nagging him about the things they want is a good representation of the God who loves us. This is what they call a a so much more parable. Um, He goes on, the way Jesus phrases it, and the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? So notice, he's not like lining him up with the unjust judge. He's saying, look, that guy is awful. Won't God so much more hear you? He's not saying God, God's sort of just waiting on you to be persistent. God's not waiting on you to be persistent. God's, God's waiting on you to just come to him. God's waiting on you to spend time in prayer with Him. Not even asking for anything. But God hears you because God loves you. God hears you because God likes you. God wants you. You are desirable to God. And so God wants to hear what you have to say. See, I like hearing that, right? 
We would, we would re- most of you would rather listen to a baby talk gibberish than me talk right now. That's mostly the case. Because we love, we love those kids. Like we love hearing, most of the time a kid, kids are awful storytellers. They're awful. They swallow mid-sentence for weird reasons. <laughs> and then the teacher said, go to the, you know, like, why did you swallow? Get to the end and swallow. They just, they're not good at it. And they're, they're not really good with details. But they're, we want to listen to them tell stories. We want to listen to them talk to us because we love them. Jesus uses a, typical, a, a similar analogy in the Sermon on the Mount when he says, he says, listen, you're not bad dads, but in, when you're, you're not, and, and you're evil, but you're an evil person, like we're all broken people. But when your kid asks for a, a piece of bread, you don't give him, give him a, a stone, right? You're, sometimes, well, yeah, depends on how hard his teeth are, um, or how long the bread's been left out, right? I mean, can't you? But that, you, he's, He's not comparing us to parents. He's saying God is so much more than the way the world works. And so when we come to God and we say, things aren't right in my life, just in my life, like this is, this is awful. God might not fix everything right away, but God hears you immediately and cares for you immediately. See, even in the actions of the unjust judge, even in the actions his action toward the widow, it wasn't kindness. It was selfishness that motivated him. It wasn't, it wasn't joy for helping this widow. It wasn't that things weren't right and he wanted to set them right. God cares about your life. And now you have, you have middle class problems, most of you. Like you have the sorts of problems that like, well, like the rest of the world would go, oh, I wish I had those problems. But they're problems. They're real. They cause, cause you hardship. And I don't think we do anybody a, ser- a, a, a good service by looking at their problems and saying, well, you know, people have it a lot worse. We're awful about that. We're awful. Another thing you'll hear besides that ain't right is that's nothing. That's nothing. Tell a story. And they're just waiting for you to tell, like, they're waiting to tell the better story. That's, that's nothing. Bubba fell in a well down, and, and we were down there three days. <laughs> we, had, we had to fight him to get him out of there. I have more to say in that voice, but I'm going to stop, because... Not healthy. <laughs> but we, like, we want to up people. Oh, man, this is awful. Like, Braden can tell you, those, of, those who are in from college can tell you, you go to college freshman year, oh, my goodness. You're like, yeah, I, uh, I played on the football team. I played, I coached the football team. <laughs> I made the footballs. Like, every, people are just back and forth, like, one up in each other. Heaven forbid you announce your ACT score and someone at the table had a better one. They're going to punch you clean in the face with their 32. 
They're just going to announce it. Like you can't, they can't keep it quiet. Because we like, we like one-upping people. We like, well, hey, 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 um, ain't nothing. I think sometimes we go to, we, we look at the, the, the crucifixion and we, we see Jesus being nailed to the cross and we see him in agony and pain. And then we look at, we look at our life and I don't know, I'm just really struggling on whether or not to go get that TV on third, on Friday. Oh, or, or I don't know, maybe, maybe my boss was mean to me or maybe that person said that thing and I just really like, I don't know what they meant. And I think they were, I think they were making fun of me and I'm not sure. And you take things like that and you walk up, you walk up to the cross and Jesus is in agony. And I think there's times that we look at that and we go, I'll just put this away. Don't put it away. I, I go through so, we go through so much more as adults than kids do. And when they come to us with their problems, we're like, that's, we don't say that's nothing. We're not rude. And just like you're not rude to your kids, God cares about your problems too. God's not high and mighty like, he's not, Jesus isn't giving you this holy like, I'm better than you. (laughs) Cool. I'm convinced she was just squeezing her. We, we, we go to, I think sometimes we go to God and like our instinct is to think, oh, well, God doesn't, like Jesus on the cross makes me feel like I can't, I can't go to, like he's gone through so much more than I have. And I feel like Jesus would just put her, his hand on us and like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine, tell me. I want to know. I want to know about your pain. I want to know about what's not right. Jesus is the one that can fix the brokenness in this world. Jesus is the one who can, who can make it right, who can set it right. Jesus is the one who's, who's conquered death, the thing, that, the thing that breaks all of us. Jesus, in his conquering of death, made things new again. And he wants to know about your brokenness. God cares. Jesus told them this story so that they will keep praying and not give up. And listen, it's not the sort of prayer where you're saying, God, give me what I want, give me what I want, give me what I want, give me what I want. But it's the sort of prayer where you say, the world is broken. It ain't right. This world ain't right. And we, when we see that and our instinct is to go to the one who can make it right, God then will use us, and beware of this, God will then use us to answer our prayers. You are the answer to your prayers. We go to God and say the world's not right, God's going to say, okay, well then the church needs to get to work. Because we are God's people in this place. We are God's kingdom in this world. And God's mission is to bring this world in, set into a good into the 
into his presence and to set it right. And we are his people. Not the people who are just blessed to get to be in his presence, but the people who are called to go out and accomplish God's mission. I've often heard it said that God's church does not have a mission, but God's mission has a church. We're part of we're part of God's what God is doing in this world. And that starts with us naming it and saying that's that's not that's not right. I don't like that. I, I know that's not right. And then not just griping about it on Facebook. Actually, don't ever gripe about it on Facebook. It never comes across as high as holy as you think it does. You always look silly. Well, y'all got quiet. I'm sorry. Did I hit a nerve? It, but we, if our instinct doesn't need to be to spot it and then just proclaim that we spotted it. Or to see it in ourselves and just hide it. But we take our brokenness to the one who can repair brokenness, to the one who can actually give Justice who can set things right to make the things that aren't right, right again. We, we, we are called into his presence. And so the, the question this morning is, will you go? Will you go into the presence of God? No matter where that takes you. It'll, it'll set it right. He says, how much more? And surely God will bring justice about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night. Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Faith sometimes manifests itself through action, and faith sometimes manifests itself through waiting on God. I need God to handle this, so I'll handle it. I'll, I'll let God handle it. I'll, I'll, I'll back off. There's also times when you're in prayer that you, you're just convicted by the Spirit that God, God wants me to be His... Um, to be his vessel today. God wants me to act this out. To set this right. Maybe it's a, a problem you have with somebody else. And you're thinking, God, make this go away. Maybe God's saying, all right, go make it go away. Go sit at their table and talk. Maybe it's just grief. Maybe it's pain. Maybe you just haven't been in the same place for the past year. You know, it's what, just having one of those years where you're just, I'm just not there. I don't know what it is. You can't put your finger on it. But it seems like you're constantly evaluating it and constantly failing. Go to God. Sit in his presence. 
God, in the name of Jesus, makes things right. And He wants us to go about His business in doing that too. So what is it that you need to go to God with today? What is it that you need to lay at God's feet? What is it that you've looked at and you've said, this isn't right, and that ain't right? And you're always kind of afraid that God would say, well, that ain't nothing. But God knows you're something is something. You want to take that and you want to lay it at God's feet. I'm going to do something different. Um, I'm going to close this sermon in a prayer. And in the prayer, there's going to be a moment for quiet reflection. And I want you to take that time with your church to take what it is that maybe you've thought and just sit with it in the presence of God. And know that God honors what it is that you're struggling with. And God loves you and wants you in his presence. So let's pray. Father, we are grateful to be in your presence because you are holy and God, we, not holy does, just seems like an understatement for us. We're not just not holy, we're, we're broken. We're full of death and sin. But God, because we have come into your presence as a people today, as we've worshipped you, as we've taken um, communion spent time in your presence, God, we, we feel loved and honored that you'll even have us, um, much less that you love us and like us and enjoy us. So keep making us into something new. God, it's hard sometimes to pray as a to come to you as a group when the group has a bunch of individuals who are wrestling with a lot of different things. And I got here all of our prayers as we lay the thing that is on our heart at your feet now. Jesus and in the power of the Spirit, the church says, Amen. If you need to connect with this God that loves you 
likes you, honors you, and cares about you, please come forward while we stand and while we sing.